Hello. There we go. As you can imagine right now, everything's uh, just a mess. Hello from Hurricane Headquarters. This is the Yard Sign. Uh, coming to you live as we always do Monday night to help you all have a great time whenever, wherever you may be listening. This, of course, is the best time to catch up on previous episodes if you haven't done so already. Uh, again, uh, you can do so on the audio version of our podcast. Just look for your favorite podcast platform. Also, for the video version, make sure you look for us on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Johnny Torres here your host is always excited to be with you uh despite the impending disaster that is hurricane ian um i don't know it may be it may not be i mean again if you've lived here in florida you know that uh you, you pretty much wait for the last about 24 to 36 hours to figure out what you're really gonna do um uh, but uh you know we got the studio ready as you can see we're all protected here ready to go uh wait till you see the rest of it uh we've got a lot of great topics for you we'll talk hurricane 101 for all you newbies uh, from New York, California, wherever he may have moved from, uh, from across the country. I got a buddy of mine who moved here from um, Minneapolis, from Minnesota. That's crazy. Uh, DeSantis versus Newsom. Is it uh, an upcoming election or a USC showdown? We'll break that down in just a bit. General election update. Uh, again, as uh, the pieces keep moving uh you know it's uh you know our republicans slowly getting back into a uh position of success uh for the midterms uh we'll break that down and we the best airport that's right a little shout out to tampa international we'll give our love letter to them uh here to wrap up tonight's show joining us is uh a, a friend of the show uh also a, a benefactor of the show uh and uh and, and certainly a uh, benefactor to us all um you know because he works so hard in our community helping our elected officials uh get reelected and uh, getting uh, some candidates on the map jeff hawks joins us tonight along with anibal david cabrera at the big table look at those guys you guys are so prepared look at you guys <laughs> gotcha oh sorry back on no it's not okay this happens every single time i've got a lot on my mind okay? bring people got, on i think i'm being we're edited we're trying I'm, I'm, to be like legit about this i've and, got hurricane and, and flooding on my mind all of a sudden our mics don't sure. work I don't understand. Why can't we be a little professional about this? <laughs> well, because I'm in charge of. I I decide when you talk. I'm the captain now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, and that's why I don't get paid the big bucks. And again, as you can see, we're well prepared here in the studio. Got our water buckets ready. Got our uh, water bottles ready. Uh, a little extra gas in the tank. Nebo always got a little extra gas in the tank, mm -hmm. but you know, <laughs> that hybrid life. Oh. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a born and raised Floridian, um, and uh, and, oh, yeah. and you Nebel, from, you from uh, Miami. That's right. I mean, I I live through Andrew, son. <laughs> no, funny funny story. You we're, know, we're in all... case just to make sure that I never try to run for office using this story. Okay, I was actually not even in the country when Andrew hit Miami. Oh my god! Yeah, you're one of those. Totally missed it. I was in Columbia doing my summer thing. You missed Andrew. You missed I mean, 9 yeah. 11. I mean, what else is there going to happen? No, I didn't miss 9 11. <laughs> you were supposed to be in the tower. Well, yeah, I barely missed so 9 11. So you missed? Am I, did I lie? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I missed it, Bob. <laughs> and um, Jeff. You've been, you're an old person. How long have you been? 
Oh my I'm, glad, I'm just glad to be here. I, I and, mean, you know, I, I love supporting the yard sign and all the love that I get when I come here. And I wonder why it is that we struggle to get guests on the show, you know, and I think I might, I think I might have figured out why. Some days. Oh man, my appearance fee just went up. Um, there we go. You know, uh, I moved, I've been here for almost 30 years. I will say for most of the hurricanes, I've, I've ridden them out. Um, uh, my, I would say the worst experience would have been down in Minnesota Key. I can't remember the hurricane that went across there, but I did see a storm surge come up about 10, 12 feet in a, in a, in a few hours. And uh, I, I, you know, this one looks pretty serious. And my only Hurricane 101 story that, that I would share here today is if you are going to evacuate and you should heed all warnings is – don't pull a Jeff Hawks and evacuate into the path of the hurricane. Make sure you plan your route. One. Plan your route accordingly. Yeah, oh that's gosh. a that's a good that's definitely a good bit of advice. I don't so. even want to know where that. So you moved here right after Andrew, because Andrew was ninety two. Yes, and then uh, before the show, you told me you moved here about ninety four. I moved here December of ninety three. So yeah. uh, I got to see all the coverage. A lot of a uh, lot of. There's a lot of military down there for that. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's a horrible joke that I like to, to use, but, but I, I, you know, that's my humor, anyways. Which is, you know, Homestead is so nice they built it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was literally a parking lot. I mean, there was nothing left, nothing. You would have thought it was just farmland, you know, for miles because uh, it literally took everything with it. And of course, I mean, the the aftermath, uh, much like Katrina. You know, it was just weeks and weeks of clean up and clean up and clean up. And, uh, you know, I, I did, you know, I was, I was a kid at the time, but I did some volunteering, you know, on the donation side and on, you know, and, uh, we, and, you know, the, I mean, Homestead was like an hour from where we live. We live in the Northern end of the County, but to think about the impact it had, think about how many people that displaced that really it shifted almost everybody North. We ended oh, yeah. up, we ended up moving North well, only about maybe like five miles or so, you know, into the next county but the property value in miami-dade county went up because everybody who lived in homestead had to go somewhere and it was going to be months before they could get their homes rebuilt yeah. uh, and so uh you know even still today if you go down to homestead there are still patches of homestead that uh have been untouched since andrew in 92. yeah my uh just a, another quick story about it i just graduated from college and was in transportation we did a lot of work and a lot of the transportation companies do a lot of work with fema i mean it can be anything from delivering water to supplies to setting it up so uh over, over the years before i you know started on my own companies um did a lot of work we saw a lot of you know uh, learned a lot from andrew learned a lot from uh, katrina but uh it's incredible what goes on behind the scenes in terms of what people need the logistics how to get it there how to set it up but uh yeah it was definitely a crazy one down there i think my craziest story before we go into the, the 101 for all these new florida transplants is the the season that the the season that i think there were like four or five that hit the state at one season and it was friends that were living in miami oh four yeah friends that were living in miami and they actually evacuated to to orlando mm -hmm. and then we had to help them in orlando get evacuated from there oh yeah the hurricane just followed them through the middle of the state well when irma was uh coming through again it, it, it came in 
we thought it was going to hit Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. It actually came in just south of here. I think it was where you said it was around the Minnesota area, uh, Manatee, Sarasota yep. area. Um, we were originally thinking about going down to Miami, but then it actually kind of raised. It just kind of like just along the outside of the kind of the Everglades there yeah. along Southwest Florida. It got real close down there. It actually did some damage. Remember Naples and Fort yeah. Myers? Oh, yeah. Um, and so that wasn't an option. And then we're like, okay, well, we got family in Jacksonville. Let's go to Jacksonville. And then something just told us, man, let's kind of wait this out. Sure enough, it cuts through Minnesota, cuts through Lakeland, and hits Jacksonville. <laughs> and then so, up to Savannah. I was at that's Savannah right. Oh, that's right. Gosh. Up to Savannah. Yeah. They shut Savannah down. Oh, and my so, gosh. And this is a great prelude into, like, the larger conversation is that, uh, again, today's first topic is going to be hurricane Florida hurricane season for 101 for all of our Florida new transplants. Those that have come in from New York, California, everything else. This is something that is a consequence of living in paradise, which is that you get to see your natural disaster coming at you at least five days in advance. Yeah. We don't have earthquakes. Half the state isn't on fire. We don't have 55 tornadoes over a weekend. Uh, the flash flooding isn't that big of a deal. And at the end of the day, you don't need an app that tells you where the poop is in your city right this is florida we have hurricanes and because we have hurricanes we have a one we have there you have a lot of resources but i would say the number one thing that people need to understand is that as a floridian and as a southerner you need to be self-sufficient for at least 72 hours to a week that is the i think that's the main issue for a lot of people that just don't understand that you need to be self-sufficient in florida and in the south because it hits all over from from Texas all the way to Panhandle and onto the other side of the coast on both sides. So like, if you don't know how to be self-sufficient, this is gonna be a very big uh, course that you need to understand that you're supposed to have enough water to last you a week. You're supposed to have enough non-perishable foods, batteries, uh, documentation in a, basically in a bucket of some kind that you, if you had to get up and go, you can just pick it up and get up and go. Like your car should already be fully gassed. I mean, these are the things that people have been preparing for the last few days now. And you want you don't want there to be a run on the banks. I cannot believe this guest is still here. But when it comes to what's going on, <laughs> the gas. They're blocking your beautiful face. I know. I try not to. But it is true. Gas, food, shelter, everything else. And, it, and also, listen to your authorities in regards to when you should evacuate if they're asking if they're telling you to evacuate then you probably should be figuring out where to go and evacuate some people won't and that becomes a detrimental later on when uh, someone needs to uh, save grandma uh, Mm -hmm. in the middle of bayshore but it's it's probably going to happen um I'm I'm I, looking forward to seeing what this occurs because yeah. the it's it's a spaghetti where this is going to hit. At the moment you have some hitting towards the panhandle, you have some going straight to Sarasota, and I think that's something that a lot of people are concerned about right now that we just don't know what's going on. My dad calls it the cone. It's not the cone of uncertainty, it's the cone of anxiety. <laughs> is what my dad calls yeah, it because right. we have no idea where it's going to go well and again most floridians by this point you know have gotten accustomed you know to the timing uh i got kind of lucky that i ended up going to the grocery store on friday anyways just by pure coincidence uh just to kind of save some time and of course word was just getting out that it might be headed this way mm-hmm. and so um while i was there i mean they were already ransacking the water 
at Costco. Is that the word you're going to use? It was yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you had you had these people walking out with like eight cases of water, um, and uh, and they were already running out. Uh, now they were starting to bring some out of what they had in reserve, mm-hmm. uh, but still, I mean, it was uh, it, it, by Friday you already had, you knew who was a Floridian and who wasn't. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I want to make sure, you know, from a you know very serious kind of safety measure is, you know, with the generators, don't turn them on unless you absolutely need them. Um, and if you do need them, you know, um, make sure you don't bring them indoors. Okay, don't stick them in your garage um, and then close your garage door. Um, not only A, is that a f- ridiculous fire hazard because it's probably close to all your stuff in your cars, um, but also, again, the, the toxic fumes mm-hmm. that come from uh, the, the, the generators kills people every hurricane yeah. um, unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, and so we see a lot of things like this that, again, it's one of those things that happen unnecessarily, and, and yet people make these common mistakes. And, you know, we kind of make the joke that it's a lot of the newbies and a lot of people who've moved here and dealing with this for the first time. But honestly, it's not. It's uh, been a while since we've had a big yeah, hurricane right. get close to Tampa yeah. and it becomes a problem. Jeff, like, what, is, what would be one of your recommendations in regards to how to deal with what we're about to deal with? Just based on my experience, um, you know, moving to Florida, of course, you always heard about hurricanes, but I think don't, you know, I think the worst thing that you could do is leave in a panic or leave in the middle of it or leave and get up the road and not have gas. Mm -hmm. My best suggestion is if you're going to shelter in place, do all the things we're talking about, your sandbags, the authorities, you know, your water, make sure you have something to eat, but do not make the mistake of all of a sudden you've decided that you're going to stay. And then now the family's leaving the wife, the kids, you're in a panic and you get up the road and there's no gas and you're stuck on the yep. road and this thing's coming across Florida. Mm-hmm. Trust me, the last one, what the Savannah one that was yep. Irma, yep. nobody could get gas. Right. There was no gas. And trust me when I tell you, uh, there were cars stalled all over 75, up 301. Well, and that was the funny, that was uh, the one where Elon Musk kind of uh, showed had to show his hand because you had Tesla owners who hadn't fully charged their vehicles uh, and they were running out of battery. And it turns out that absolutely ver- remotely they could actually give you more battery power. Yeah. Um, and that was a big reveal for, for Tesla, but you know, there were equally, there were electric vehicles stranded. There were gas powered vehicles stranded. Um, I, I would say if, if you haven't made the decision, um, 24 hours before fan, before landfall, just stick where, stay where you're at tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. So around, that's around yeah. 10 to midnight tomorrow. That's you the need rule. to know what you're doing. That's the rule. Yeah. The, the mayor was actually talking about that today. And so did the governor that you should know. And Jeff Fox. Thank you very that, much. <laughs> the unofficial that, mayor in that order. The, the mayor of Ybor city soon to be mayor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> don't put that on him. Don't put that on him. Ricky Bobby. Oh my, I think I just cursed Sweet you. baby and all the way. See where it, it works out perfectly? Don't put that evil juju on him, Ricky Bobby. Uh, I will say this. The the governor has already said that you should know, you should be planted where you're going to ride this out by 
um, tomorrow evening, tomorrow night. You don't want to be traveling afterwards. Now, there are situations, and I will say this, if the cone of uncertainty has it where Tampa is going to get a direct hit, I am putting the dogs and the wife in the car with, the, with my mother-in-law driving two blocks to pick up the, my aunt, and we're heading to the suburbs. National to, Lampoon's hurricane trip. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> Uh, understand, know where uh, where your exits are and everything else, and also the shelters have already been open. So I think we have a lot of options when it comes here. But again, you we don't know where it's going. It is yeah. it's it's notorious. The Bay Area is notorious. We have not had a direct hit in over a hundred years, and yep. the reason is because of the Bay itself right. provides that kind of that kind of buffer when it goes a little bit left, a little bit. It always. It's like a, a, a bob and weave situation when it comes to the hurricanes. So we just don't know yet. And again, in the next 24 hours, we're going to know what's going to happen and we're going to see it. And again, if you haven't made the decision to leave by then, just stay where you, you are. Just stay where you are. Yeah. Uh, just one last thing, and I know everybody knows it, but I wanted to say it. The, one of the safest things you can do, if you find yourself water, you know, in a situation, I don't want to say what that might be, but hotel, hotel, hotel. Start looking online. Start getting up the road. Yeah. Make a call. You know you have a place to get. Um, you know that might be the you know Ocala. That might be Leesburg. Mm -hmm. That you know um, that's that's kind of our families. You know, and I think that what we can say maybe with some certainty with this hurricane is to go inland. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, you know, and of course I'm sure I four is probably a disaster right now. Oh, you already could, you could tell that people were leaving the city this yeah. morning. Yeah, but get north and get east. Uh, you know, and those are probably the two best solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not that again. The wind will be bad. It's the flooding. That's the biggest thing yeah. that people just don't remember because they haven't been here. And again, if you are uh, if you've been in Tampa long enough to deal with a thunderstorm in in south of Beta Bay, you know very quickly it turns into a flooding situation. Yeah. with a ten minute rainstorm. Well, and also that don't forget, there's alternative roads. People forget, you know, mm -hmm. there are roads that got us across this state before I four and two and I seventy five were built. So you know, take State Road sixty. You know, yeah. take US twenty seven. Take, you know, there's lots of alternate ways to get around the state. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that live in Ocala. I'm probably going to go to three one. Yeah, three or one. Yeah. Uh, if if things get as bad as I doubt they're going to get, we we go visit um, Paul Skinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right thank you everybody for watching the yard sign uh, again we hope you are uh, watching this uh, safely and uh and in a very much uh, prepared situation for hurricane ian um uh, as are we you know for fortunately again uh, we've kind of been through this a few times so uh, we're all kind of prepared ready to go which gave us the ability to do the show tonight for you guys uh again we'd love to hear from you and let's uh, let us know what you're doing for the hurricane uh, in the comments below uh, don't forget to subscribe like follow us on all of our social media platforms especially on youtube uh ring the bell so you can get notified when we go live um now the fun thing is is uh you know if you remember last week we uh, took apart uh the uh desantis airlines of uh, migrants being dropped off at martha's vineyards and really overshadowing what governor abbott has been doing in texas now for some time with the buses leaving from texas to washington dc to chicago illinois um desantis now taking the brunt of the media attention uh for the martha's vineyard flights but uh, apparently there are going to be more flights to come and uh certain someone uh, named Gavin Newsom trying to win a lot of brownie points with the far progressive left. Not only is he in the worst time possible deciding to outlaw gas powered vehicles and natural gas, uh, but he's decided to pick a fight with Governor DeSantis, who, again, 
easily one of the most popular governors in the country at this time. Um, and potentially what, uh, de de depending on what happens legally with president Trump, um, could be a 2024 contender. And so uh, we were speculating. I mean, not only is Newsom already said that if Biden doesn't run, that he would jump in and run in 24. Um, but, uh, you know, what would a DeSantis Newsom showdown look like? And I'm not talking politically. I mean, I, was, I mean, it's kind of fun even to think about these two guys. You know, they're, they're, they're both good-looking guys. Uh, now, mind you, one of them looks like he'd probably be like a villain in an action <laughs> film. I mean, Newsom, Newsom looks like he's like the Hollywood governor. You know what I mean? Like he 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 looks like it's it was a just smile. the smile is too perfect. It just it, it freaks me. That out. and the jawline oh, and you know it's and he just looks like he's always playing the part. It looks like he was picked out of central casting uh, to to play this part. The thing is that this I would say this he is like the version of what a woke enemy of the state would be like. He's yeah, like, he looks like he is like a Fortune five hundred uh, CEO that's dumping right. like. He's the, he's the, the inside ocean. guy in every <laughs> film, you know, who is the corrupt guy within the, the government agency. And he's so corrupt. Yeah. Buying land, going to go into the vineyard and just during COVID, during having COVID and everything yeah. else. Ugh. I think Boris Johnson got tossed out of parliament for the same thing. My goodness. Now they did try to recall him in California. Uh, got very close. W the only thing that saved him was Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I don't know if it was the abortion issue or something. There's some issue that came up during Yunkin's uh, election that he used to kind of fire oh, up the I think the, it was like parents base. and teachers and things like that. That was a big deal. Yeah. We were going to say, Jeff? Oh, well, you know, we're talking about a fight. So when we go and we get ready to watch a fight, whether it's. I mean, do we have stats? I mean, how tall are these guys? Oh. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think. I think if, you know, I'm going to mention that, but there's one variable. I think, uh, even though he doesn't look it, I think um, DeSantis is a little bit on the shorter side, maybe 5'10". Five, five, he's nine. stocky, right? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I think he's probably, I'm going to guess, about 160. I think I'm going to be close. Now, yeah. Newsom, if I recall, he's is 6'3", so he's going to have the reach on him. Right. But as the official southerner on this, you know, panel, as I like to call it, when I wow. come to the yard sign. Wow. <laughs> I'm offended. I'm, I, I am a, I've got Anibal, to, thinks he's a southerner. I was born and raised in Lutz. He's a southerner at heart. But. You know, there's an old saying about the size of the fight and the dog. or the. But I believe DeSantis wins this fight Yeah, because of the junkyard dog variable. I believe he's got a lot of well, dog. Well, DeSantis looks like he can take a hit. That's right. Newsom, oh, my gosh. Yes. Newsom looks like the type that he's got the reach. He can stay at a distance. But the minute you touch him, I think he's glass. I think, yeah. I think he's done. So I will say this. I did not know. I I know that he went to both. I just did not realize Yale, Harvard, and then the Naval Academy. Oh yeah. So yeah, Ron DeSantis has. I think he has the the scrap in him. Oh, do you get through the Naval Academy, man? Yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to hold yeah. your own. Oh, he also went well, to Dunedin High. So like, <laughs> uh, like it's not a sickles. <laughs> It's a struggle bus out there. Uh, so, so, so you're saying he probably had uh, a shotgun rack in his uh, in his truck, is what you're saying? All I know is Redwood High School from Gavin Newsom sounds like a nice hoity-toity, oh, like sure. suburban place. I'm actually looking oh, yeah. forward. To well, it. I mean, he's Pelosi's uh, nephew. Oh I my mean, gosh, it has a vineyard right outside of it in in <laughs> in California. My lord, oh, this is fancy. Red, yeah, Redwood High School. All right, so Newsom's what six three, six two, six three. 
Newsom is 6'3". Okay. Yeah. He's Did tall. you get DeSantis' uh, height? Because I think you're right. It on. is not on Wikipedia. <laughs> no? No. I, I think you're right, Jeff. I, I think it's Jeff like 5'11". Yeah, Jeff is right, though. I think he's uh, – I'm going to give him – I'm gonna give him five ten. Five ten. Is he doing a is he doing a Marco? Well, because we've got a picture with him. We do have, and he was your size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's leaning over to be in the picture, but he's not leaning over much. Redwood has a marina. Oh my god, this is too hoity toity. And they have um, what's it called? Solar system, a solar pads on their parking. Okay, no, this is too hoity toity. And listen, Newsom's probably gonna start crying in the first round. (laughs) <laughs> Something's gonna happen. It's not gonna be good. Oh gonna my god, I'm excited for it. Uh, he's short. Yeah, but Lakata, you're like six two also, so like it doesn't matter. Chris Lakata is saying that he's uh, that Desantis is shorter than him. Of course, he's shorter than him. He's over six foot. Yeah. Um, we'll get those numbers. I'm I'm not surprised. It's not on Wikipedia because. But again, the thing is, is uh, look the the problem is is. You know, to kind of wrap this up politically, I mean, Newsom is coming at it. He needs the points. I mean, California is in bad shape. He's making a lot of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to COVID, Newsom, um, Newsom got beat by DeSantis all day long. All day long. Um, but he knows that if he runs for president, DeSantis is probably going to be the guy on the other side. Well, also, sure. like, would you really see it that Newsom would go against um, Biden? I think the only way. No. He, yeah, I think the only he way said he the only way he would run is if, if he Biden does. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. I, and I Biden himself is starting. Well, I mean, again, and we may be reading too much into it, but based on the 60 Minutes interview he did about a week ago, you know, he said, well, you know, I can't really say anything to the affirmative at this point, you know, and like he kind of danced around it. Yeah. Now he's saying it's because of legal um, election kind of processes that kick off if you were to even say that you're running for re-election and you know he's kind of dancing around it that way but there's people within the party that have already pretty much discounted him and yeah. saying you know he's not going to be the guy i don't like the idea of having two 90 year olds running for president again <laughs> i'm just i'm not into that well i mean the way it's going trump may not be able to run oh that which is what which is what the left wanted they are they're trying to inundate him legally oh yeah to to prevent him from running I, I will say this right now if the more you spotlight you put onto trump the more likely it is for him to run i don't i don't understand why people don't understand it's that just concept. not but i mean it's just not going well i mean this this the you know these this lawsuits by the ag in new york i mean are very real not going his way yeah but at the end of the day you and i saw i i know we were talking about in regards to the financial disclosures that that they're putting on you're then saying that the banks were taking advantage of when the all the loans that they're talking about were paid in full and paid properly. So at the end of the day, the banks made the right decision in giving him the loan. Like no, you, I know, but again, it's not about to, that. It's not a, but again. That's, but that's the, the January six committee is not oh, no, about January six is a whole different conversation. I, I'm, 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 but, but what I'm saying is, all of this, all of I this know. is a concerted effort. I know, but if he to, wins, to to anchor him down enough to where he's going to be like, you know what, I I can't. But the win. American people don't care about that. The American no. people do not. Well, care. especially if you're already on on Team Trump. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. But that's what thirty six percent of the of the Republicans already there. Also, another good point to make about Dunedin High, there is a, I didn't want to say that, there's a mobile home park right, oh across, my God. right next to Dunedin High. Advantage DeSantis. Yeah. It's huge. Oh, the, yeah. That's a whole nother. You know there were fights after school. Of course. Literally, there's, it's connected to it. It's called um, the Lake Highland <laughs> Mobile Home 
park plus 655 yeah it looks nice it looks really nice there's a little lake in there there's well, no marina attached to the school one thing about uh trump running though i think in his last three or four rallies or and, and most of them are always similar but he's alluded to the fact that he is going to run if you say we we're going to do it again yeah he's mm -hmm. he's Putting oh, I know he mental. wants to. I know yeah. mentally he's he's there, and mentally he's he's all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that's absolutely his goal. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that you know both the January 6th committee, these lawsuits in in New York. I mean, there's there's I, yeah, there's a lot on his plate right now. But it's all by design in right. an effort to try and prevent him from. The running. problem is if they cannot get a they won't get a conviction in New York. They won't get. I don't think they'll get a conviction in in January 6th. So then they just gives him more fodder to say look they're coming after me because oh, yeah. they know i'm going to do a good job yeah they know they can't stop me when it comes to policy they have to try to do a technicality and i think that's going to make more and more people upset when it comes to what's happening and again you can tell when biden doesn't have a cookie and you can tell when he needs a nap like that it's just it's getting <laughs> really bad and it's becoming an issue now yeah it is well the other thing that you know has liberals scared is, is when these reporters, you have Maggie Haberman from the New York Times just wrote a book. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the book because I'm not here to plug her. Um, where she's claiming that Trump is talking trash about DeSantis. Okay. Now, again, I think all this is their effort to try to create storylines where there are none. Uh, again, I mean, there are a few governors I know that were earlier on team trump than than desantis mm -hmm. i mean he was one of the first guys mm -hmm. you know and in fact that's i think the reason why he won um because remember putnam kind of stayed put kind of stayed out of that whole situation desantis was on team trump right mm -hmm. away yep. and i think that gave him the edge to win in the primary um but you know for the what the media is going to try to do is to try to create this uh, because again they're trying to attack from all sides um, and so they're attacking Trump again on the legal front. And now from within the party, they want to create a distrust. They want to create this, this unsettling element there. And, the, uh, you know, as far as who's supporting him, who's not, who's loyal, who's not, because they know how much that means to Trump. Mm -hmm. And they know he reads the New, York Times. He reads the New York Times. He reads everything with his name on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so it, it's kind of pathetic when you see these quote unquote journalists, you know, again, kind of trying to lay the groundwork for these absurd storylines. Yeah. I, I just wanted to follow up on you talking about the, the 90 year olds running it's, and I don't know how to put this into a box and talk about it, but at some point, I mean, I'm older at some point we need some younger presidential candidates. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think some, we've the, got them. We've got them in the stable. Yeah. We I have am. them. I agree. That's a, Great analogy. I think we have them in the stables. I think a lot of people are going to, I don't see Trump as a 90 year old. I honestly see him like a 65 year old because the way yeah. he runs and the way he's always done, he's always been high energy. He doesn't need additional stuff to be pumped into him to stay awake. The energy feeds him and he loves it. So again, that Diet Coke. to see, oh, to see, <laughs> to see, and again, the handicap last time was the virus. That was a big handicap. It yeah. was something that no one, it wasn't going to, he wasn't going to be able to go overthrow it. So I think now that we look at it and if he's able to run a normal election again, like he did in 08, I mean, this is going to, yeah, in 08, 
at 18. This is going to go crazy. I think it's yeah. you're going to see the rallies. You're going to see everything big again. What unfortunately needs to happen, and this is where I don't know if Trump has it in him, is that if he were to run again and it were not to go his way for whatever mm-hmm. reason, is accepting the results and just moving on. And I'm not saying like right off into the sunset. He's still going to be a very active figure yeah. in Republican politics. But I think you say, you know what? 16, Take sorry. the L and, and, and move on. Um, but that's and, the thing. Do you want to take? You want the risk to take the L, or do you want to just be a kingmaker? Trump could easily be a kingmaker. Like, no, but tomorrow. that's what I'm saying. But if but the, but but if he doesn't take the L and he starts to say, "Well, they stole the election again, and I should have been president," and you know, he starts that whole you know cycle all yeah. over again. Uh, again, I think you know you lose a lot of credibility credibility there, and I think that hurts him more than helps him. Again, you have the contrast of having a a weak president in Biden to be able to now show what trump did and a lot of people were very happy during the trump administration and the trump economy and now you're seeing that people are just not happy anymore with what they're having right now and so i think there's a lot of a lot of way to move around into that but i really want to hear the thoughts of like what do you think the trump um, the trump ticket will probably even look like this cycle i mean pence is out well what's interesting is is how hard it is to predict who's going to end up on the bottom of that ticket you know because again who saw mike pence coming um, I don't think anybody. Kimberly Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeff, <laughs> she can prove if she can prove that she called that. I'll give her a hundred bucks. <laughs> hey, don't. Not, yeah. Please don't try her. Yeah. No, she probably has. I mean, she went a hundred percent on the primary. Uh, <laughs> in case you don't know, now you do. Um, I have no <laughs> comments. I'm not even going to look at you right now. <laughs> um. You know, I, I don't – I think there's probably a couple of females, strong conservative females. Yeah, that I, I could see that. That I think would make sense for him. And he does well. Again, a lot of people, aside from, from the, the picture they tried to paint of him. Be very you know, careful what you're about to say. You know, the, the picture they tried to paint of him in regards to how he treats women, he actually has always, his entire career, he's always had very strong, successful women uh, as part of his team. Well, yeah, because you can pay women less, right? That's, that's how that works. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I think you got some uh, <laughs> solid, uh, experienced political females that could fill that role and let's don't forget what i love about trump is he fought for me yeah i mean and let's when you fight for for somebody or that's the perception it comes with a little bit of divisiveness or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and i think having a you know having a strong um Female conservative plays right into to easing that back for maybe some of the independents. So, well, speaking of strong female conservatives, which we're going to try to get to at the end of the show, I mean, this woman that got elected in Italy, oh, holy cow. She's amazing. Wow. Did you hear the speech? Oh, yeah. She's really good. We're not going to go there. I've wa- I watched it like three times. I watched it once. I thought it was very good. And it's 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 fascinating to hear what the media tries to spin and say, oh, she's the first one since Mussolini. Oh, really? We're going to say that? My goodness. <laughs> well, again, I mean, I love how I love how Ken Burns goes on. I feel like Trump now. I, Ken Burns goes on <laughs> CNN. I like uh, so Ken Burns goes on CNN and he starts promoting his latest doc rehash documentary because at this point, I mean, really like, I mean, what hasn't he already covered? Yeah. Um, so he's got a Holocaust documentary that he's out there uh, pushing and I'm sure it's phenomenal because he's a very talented guy. Um, but then of course, 
has to try to connect the dots to you know for to Trump and the Hitler regime. You know, it's like why? I mean, the Every, the worst atrocity in the history of this world of this planet, and you know, and 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 to really make that comparison unnecessarily. Well, yeah, you have to get um, the boogeyman, you, right? Orange man, bad. That's what they've been doing. Now, Kimberly Davis says uh, she has two theories. It could be a Trump uh, Haley, or it could be a Trump and Tim Scott. I love the idea. Of a I Tim don't know. Scott. I think Christine Nome is in that conversation. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Carrie Lake was in that conversation. Mm, if Carrie like Lake, Carrie if Lake Carrie Lake doesn't win. Which I think she's I think going she's to win, yeah. Um, but if Carrie Lake doesn't win, she's definitely in that in that conversation. Well, now you don't need a hard um, conservative Christian conservative like a Pence yeah. to balance out Trump. Right now, you need someone that's just a very, uh, con very conservative and maybe a female or uh, or a minority, and that plays right. really into the new scope of where we are right now because he has the conservatives, he has yeah. the religious, the religious conservatives, the evangelical. He has that branch already. And he has a lot of people, the military, he has a lot of people, business owners. So, like, they're rebuilding the party right now. Yeah. So I, don't it, Pence, well, I don't think Pence was strong enough to yeah, stand. Yeah, get up on the mic. Oh. I, don't <laughs> I don't think Pence was strong enough to stand by Trump. I think some of the names you're mentioning, mm -hmm. I mean, Trump overshadowed Pence. I mean, he was like a, you know, do boy or he's yeah. here for the ride. He was a good old boy. I, I, I think you got to have. He a, served politically. He served the role that a vice president supposed to serve, which is to get you the votes that you can't get on your own. Yes. You right. know, he brought in the ultra conservative uh, voters. The, he was kind of a sign of approval from the far right. Yeah. Uh, to he say, was the you know, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. He was also an establishment mm -hmm. vote. Exactly right. Um, and, and I think he put a lot of. A lot of your your voter, your Republican voters, your conservative voters who were a little uncomfortable with Trump because of his past and whatnot, and he put them at ease and made them comfortable right. with voting for Trump because now you had a trusted, experienced someone that was going to be there kind of on the right side to, to, right. to give him some guidance. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Davis has a quite interesting uh, analogy on the comment section, which I will not be making uh, a <laughs> referral to. So if you have time to look uh. at the comment section uh, for Kimberly Davis at this timestamp, I would recommend that you do and laugh when you read it. Uh, I don't disagree with anything that you guys have said. I like the idea of a Trump, a second Trump administration. I love it. It's It just depends how bad it gets, honestly, yeah. and how big of a red wave this is going to look like. And again, we're kind of overshooting what we're really talking about right now. But again, I, not that it would ever it. happen, but you know, you know what would really like rock the boat. And again, this was, it would never happen. But if Trump really wanted to come in and basically just, I mean, just blow the house down would be putting like Tulsi Gabbard on the ticket. I mean, it would obviously Republicans would be so furious. <laughs> We keep, um, we keep passing by the number one request of all conservatives. What's that? Trump DeSantis. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> never going to happen. It can't, it can't yeah. happen. It cannot happen. The minute he moved to Florida, he kind of, uh, you know, he which killed you, that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah he kind of killed true. that. Um, you know, but there are, there's a lot of really good options out there, I think, <laughs> you know, but, but, the, but what I mean by Gabbard is obviously she would bring in a lot of that moderate vote, that moderate 
uh, liberal vote, um, even some progressives. Well, I mean, she has a following. It's the it's the NPAs. That is the new game right now. Yeah, that's it. we that are is the NPA. And game. again, and we all know this game because we live in Hillsborough County, which is a, a turning bluer every single day because of all the transplants, and and no and no real working from the party here, but. We are now in third place in Hillsborough County. Yeah, we are behind the NPAs because nobody's going after them. Yeah, and again, what and I and I had to preface this: what's happening now that the party's doing is good. We are doing door knocking. We are getting people energized. It's perfectly fine. That is good, and that's what needs to get done. But that is not going to win Hillsborough yeah. County. Right. What wins Hillsborough County is year-round voter registration. What mm-hmm. wins Hillsborough County is expanding the base and expand and getting good candidates to do uh, countywide races. We used to, was it less than ten years ago? We we had every single constitutional position in Hillsborough County. Now we have one, and that is a sheriff with a great shirt size. And so, I think we. <laughs> I think what we need to really understand is that we don't play in a red county. We play in a purple county, which means that we have to be very strategic right. about our candidates, where our money goes, and what, how we do our resources. Because until we can figure out and undo the mess of the voter registration, we're never going to win. We're, what's what's we're, sad we're, is... We're almost 50,000 votes behind the Democrats. What's sad um, and frustrating about Hillsborough County right now, uh, and sorry to get hyper-local for anybody who doesn't live here, but is the fact that we do right now have a, an incredible crop of candidates that came by by no work of, of, of the Republican Party here in Hillsborough County at all whatsoever because they do no recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they had, imagine, if they, ha- if they did put in even just the slightest bit of effort, oh, yeah. imagine the crop of candidates that we'd have top to bottom. Uh, imagine the position that we'd be in in this county to to win to actually win the the important races. I remember walking into the REC meetings and every elected official in the county was there. Oh yeah, I remember meeting everyone. They've avoided that room like the plague now for probably about four years. Well, when you five call, years. when you call every when you call everyone a rhino, it just no one wants to go. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Jeff, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, no, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> pass. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching the Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in uh, politics. Again, climbing up the ladder, one of the top uh, 150 podcasts in the country when it comes to politics. Uh, Neil David Cabrera, Jeff Hawks, Johnny Torres with you tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, We hope that uh, while you're watching the show, you are also getting prepared for Hurricane Ian as we've uh, prepared our studio here. Um, (laughs) We we were kind of tiptoeing already on some of the local races, and Evil wanted to get into a general election update so um you know it doesn't surprise me a lot of this stuff you know again we're we're just culturally in a place where we have a very short-term momentum uh initiative uh our initiative our motivation has a very short fuse on it um obviously when the dobbs uh, decision came out by the Supreme Court, uh, putting abortion back to the states. That has fired up across the country a lot of women to vote and a lot of, especially a lot of liberal women to vote. Um, and we haven't really seen that here in Florida, um, but I think that has been counteracted by a lot of conservatives moving to Florida, uh, who have uh, decided to relocate here permanently, and it's kind of you know canceled some of that out. So, so what do you what are you seeing so far, Anibal, in terms of uh, you know what the midterm elections are going to look like? So there was a uh, Washington Post 
ABC poll that came out today, and it was is quite interesting. And I'm gonna read throughout the poll, and I think we're, we might have it available. I don't know if we have it available on the, as a screen, but we'll let that see how that rolls. Uh, new Washington Post ABC poll show Republicans in the driving seat. Uh, GOP leads general uh, ballot by five points, five percent, fifty-one to forty-six among uh, likely voters. Some of these topics I was very surprised about in, in regards to seeing how that would work. Uh, in the economy, uh, Republicans are plus 16. Education and schooling, Democrats are only plus six. Inflation, uh, Republicans are plus 19 to handle it. Crime, plus 14. And then the only other one that I think we're going to have an issue with is um, abortion, which is uh, plus 20 for Democrats and uh, climate change which is plus 23. yeah look at that number on immigration yeah wow i am shocked i'm literally shocked that we don't have a higher that it doesn't go into the democrat into well the especially given right now the fact that is you know and i think it's because the biden administration has been so coy as to again spread the illegal immigrants that have come into this country spread them out around the country people you know want to fight all day long about martha's vineyards and these buses uh going to dc and chicago but i'll tell you what the biden administration for months has been flying immigrants to facilities all over the country uh, because the border is overwhelmed. We are projected to have over half a million illegal immigrants this year alone, uh, over two to three million illegal immigrants uh, just in uh, the this administration's first two, uh, almost three years. And, uh, and so it has, it has allowed us to focus on other issues because it allows the media to get away with focusing on, on uh, focusing on other issues but this immigration problem is is huge uh and you're right it, i think the only reason it's a d1 is because it's not being handled mm -hmm. and and it's not being covered by the media um again everything else um i'm surprised the democrats are winning on on education and schools given how horrible they did uh through covid i'm not because it's it in all the other ones, it was double digits, and in that one, it's a six. Yeah. So education and immigration, I'm, I think we can sway into I mean, that. if you were in a blue state that had a lockdown for more than a year, in some cases two years, that the schools were shut down, your kid is now literally about two to three, at least two to three years behind. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like in that generational gap to see how they the anxiety of these kids how they're dealing with getting back into normality i mean could you imagine how again we had what half a half a school season right that we were out oh, yeah. march until yeah april until until that end of the year and then we went on to online and then we eventually transitioned back into school so we had yes yeah, some periods of of that closures but we got back to them i think in january or december of the following year we got back out of we were able to get back into schools yeah, that August, yeah. I think, you know, I, I wanted to jump in here and kind of talk about the general election locally uh, in terms of grassroots. Um, I, I think the poll reflects uh, for all those that are getting out there and knocking and we're selling our candidates and we're pushing these great candidates, Jay Collins and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, some of these others. But the one thing about the general election that I got to say is a guy who started grassroots um, is we came out of the primary kind of intact. Grassroots weren't really <laughs> fighting with each other for lack of a better word. And you've got some, 
some local grassroots organizations, and I'm just going to say their names, uh, Terry, Susan Nicely, the Emerson Brothers. These guys mm-hmm. are doing a hell of a job getting out there, yeah. doing their part. and They see the big picture. They, and, and, they, they, all they care about is the big picture. And a couple of other things. This uh, I don't know him very well. I've just met him twice. This Jimmy Hickey with the uh, DeSantis campaign has been dropped into Hillsboro, and that guy's doing a fantastic job Good. keeping grassroots together. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, you know, one more AFP is also mm-hmm. getting in the mix with our local candidates, and it's it's yeah. incredible. Um, well, and know. I'll give him credit while you are, is that also my buddy, who used to be my assistant at Senator Rubio's office, Taylor Sanchez, Absolutely. also got picked up by the DeSantis campaign, which we always complain every yes. cycle that these campaigns bring in kids from other states and other cities you know that don't know the lay of the land picking up somebody like taylor who knows the region inside and out knows all the major players that is huge for a campaign to bring on and have that kind of knowledge on day one this cycle i think we've done a much better job when it comes to the infrastructure i will say absolutely but to wrap that up and i I may be the only uh organization that's going to say it the primary we struggled we were you know a one-legged duck and with volunteer engagement but i'm telling you the last couple of weeks with the groups working together with some of the leadership mm-hmm. um especially from the desantis campaign they are getting out there just just down on gandy on saturday we had you know 16 to 18 people knocking doors i haven't seen that since trump yeah it's a fantastic job yeah. in the general election when you're talking to people about our local candidates is mimicking this poll slightly mm-hmm. yeah well and this is the roadmap yeah i mean every republican should be talking about these issues and these issues only so the economy inflation crime right mm-hmm. those are the big three that's all right it. that's it that's all you got to talk about that's it and honestly here in florida you can uh, you can absolutely talk about education in schools yeah um uh and and so you know that's where this state is ahead that's where this state is doing well um you know and again we're going against the grain you know in terms of our numbers in terms of you know um and 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 i mean think about it i mean think about how much better of a situation we'd be in if we were still under a republican administration one more point you mentioned candidate pool are bringing on better candidates imagine if we had an organization that were leading all these grassroots mm-hmm. and pulling us together because the want is there right instead of put, keeping you out right? i mean it's just it's, of, it's crazy to think yeah. about what what these these clubs have had to do basically on their own mm-hmm. yeah and that's it felt like a bunch of islands honestly it's, well it's and, and what's like sad that. is is that the problem is is they also alienated a lot of the people that had multi-generational knowledge mm-hmm. those people are long gone mm-hmm. because they wanted nothing to do with with this uh you know with with, with this um this test the uh what do we call it we, uh, the, litmus test. the litmus test you know the um you know the uh, on you know how how good are you of a how, of a republican to be in this organization that annoys um, me so and, so immensely and so this purity test that you know the that the local county party has been doing for for way too long you know again weakens everybody you know because it 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 has scared away all the donors. It has scared away all the people that had years of institutional oh, knowledge. Our retention is so <laughs> low, yeah. so low. When it well, comes because to the they go in party. there and they're bickering every meeting, they're, oh, yeah. and they're all and anybody who's up on that stage is only there for self preservation. 
I love it when they do the um, oh, they're not called bills, but when they do just a, resolutions. Oh, the resolutions that has annoyed me so much. You're doing a resolution that will do nothing, and that is just prompting you to just stay Which, focused on yourself. Newsflash: If you are doing the right thing and you are leading this organization for the right reasons, guess what? You have nothing to be worried about. You no. would have nothing to be no. worried about because you're going to get reelected with no problem. It's when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing uh, that you have to then go on the defensive and try to protect yourself uh, from staying on the board at all costs and that's why they're in such fear and at the end of the day we have to make sure the 256 or 65 thousand republicans vote republican yeah because how close was the election last cycle with um with andrew gillum and no, way too close. It was too yeah. close, which means that every Republican, even though we're a county that DeSantis will not, it will probably not win. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We need to make sure every Republican, every NPA votes Republican so that we can make sure that at least we did our part in our county to make sure that that spread is even. But see, the sign of a good leader, and Jeff probably will agree with me, is the sign of a good leader, someone who admit, admits what they know and admits what they don't know. And the problem is, is that the current Hillsborough County Republican Party is not willing to admit what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not willing to pass on those decisions and those responsibilities to people who do know and do have that experience. And so that's why they keep making mistakes. And that's why they keep being irrelevant, because the decisions they do make don't, don't, uh, don't uh, produce any results. You should not be telling com- organizations not to use your voter number because you don't like them. If they're going to go out there and do voter right. registration, let them do voter registration. Of course. Train them and let them go. Why do? Why has it become right. such an issue, just voter registration? And again, it's a numbers game. Will we ever win Hillsborough County as an outright if we do not have more Republicans than Democrats? No. that doesn't. That's right. not how elections work. Yep. No, it's a numbers game. And so our goal now is to get every Republican and every leaning Republican to vote so that we can make sure that the margins are close, are, are, are good when it comes to the governorship. All right. Uh, thank wait, you, everybody, wait, again, for watching. Thing. Wait, one more Oh, thing. sorry. Say? I saw oh. you. No, I'm good. Oh I was going to say vote Bob Emerson in December, but I don't want to say that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so is it Bobby that's running? Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, uh, can we that's not so inside about, baseball. Let's not do this that's right now. That's way too inside baseball. We have other comments to talk about. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Uh, Johnny Torres, live with the Nabel, David Cabrera, and a guest. From Community Patriots, communitypatriots.com. Mr. Jeff Hawks, again, we love uh, Community Patriots around here because, again, they're all about uh, supporting the Constitution, supporting candidates that support the Constitution, uh, and about uh, doing politics, you know, the old-fashioned way, you know, investing in the community, investing in the voters, uh, and earning people's trust uh, when it comes to getting people elected. And so visit communitypatriots.com for more uh, details on uh, how you can get involved as, uh, again, we are coming up on a very important midterm election. Uh, we need to win the House. We need to win the Senate. Um, and uh, we can't do that without your support. So visit community-patriots.com. All right. We the best airport, according to what report was it? Uh, there was a national poll done. It's done every year. And uh, Tampa International Airport, uh, their their uh, tag is TPA, by the way, uh, Mr. I always think TIA. Of course, but it's not. <laughs> Well, because people think MIA, but MIA doesn't stand yeah, for Miami International like, Airport. No, it stands else. for Miami. So what oh. is it? TPA? Or? It's TPA. Because yeah. it's, it's Tampa St. Pete. No. Tampa. 
TPA. It's just TPA. So it, there's no rhyme or reason like to it. That's just. From our- <laughs> That's just that's just what they called it. So then there's no there's no thing. St. Petersburg the- Clearwater is P I E. I mean it doesn't you know. <laughs> <laughs> now you got it from the producer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's usually right. So um, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, <gasps> we now have a a big, a beautiful pink flamingo uh, exhibit in, in the middle of the airport. I love it. Um, you know this is this is my this is all my praise. Okay, because. When you're doing things right and you're doing the again, going back to doing the things you're supposed to be doing, um, then yeah, go ahead and spend whatever you know. If you want to okay beautify the airport and put this huge art exhibit, which is very cool and it's very on 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 message, you know, with with Florida and Tampa Bay, it fits so and well. It's so cool. It fits so well. Uh, you know, just the visual kind of uh, yeah. illusion of it. it yeah. Um, it's it's certainly better than that fishing net down over in St. Oh Pierre, uh, St. Pete's uh, Pier. The struggle um, bus of that, and one. I'm sure it, it it would cost them probably a fraction of that because uh, they think they spent four million on that fishing net. Oh well, we, yeah, we paid half a million for this one. Oh, see, but I think this is far more worth it. This is the first impression that people are going to get of mm-hmm. Tampa when they walk in. They're going to see this big, beautiful pink flamingo as they as they arrive. It's a it is a literal work yeah. of art. Yes, um, most people that have seen that fishing net out there by the pier have no idea what it is, mm-hmm. other than it be looking like a fishing net. Um, <laughs> and and I'll stand by the fact that it's it's. It's ugly and unnecessary. You paid five million dollars for that. Thing? Oh yeah, half of it was for the uh, art piece itself, and the other half was to install it. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. No, I wa- we were at, I was at the airport today. Thanks, Christian. <laughs> I was at the airport today picking up uh, friends and family that were flying back in because the hurricane's coming, and I walked over and I was like, "This is this is a great piece of art. Like, yeah. This actually functions very well. It, you're able to kind of touch it and and be able to do things." And so, like, I'm okay with. And that's I agree with you. Tampa has been do, Tampa International has been doing such a good job when it comes to the build out and just the way it's designed all together is it's a great it's airport. Awesome. And like you can get in and out so easily. Yeah. It's not that difficult whatsoever. It never feels crowded. No, it doesn't. Other than the TSA line can get a little crazy. But even then, but instead of us having uh, one or two TSA lines where some of the other uh, big airports do, we have Orlando. Yeah, with the way that our airport is designed, you have a, t- a little TSA at every single terminal. Right, it makes things so much easier yeah. to go yeah. in and out of. And they actually just got the approval to build a new terminal. Yeah, we're uh, Terminal E, C, I think E. I don't know. Mm. Um, but again, kudos to the team at Tampa International Airport. Joe Lapano, uh, CEO of the airport. They also have that beautiful new building, uh, that business oh, yeah. office building that you come in. And I was one of the people. Again, it, it just goes to show you the difference between, um, you know, being kind of regular Joe citizen on the outside, and then actually kind of being on the inside and learning how these things go about getting approved and why they get approved and why they're done in the first place. Airports don't actually make a lot of money uh, from the airlines. Mm-hmm. They're capped off by the federal government as to how much they can charge airlines uh, for 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 parking at these destinations. Um, they make the bulk of their money on concessions, yeah. uh, on the retail shops. Don't get on, rid. Don't get rid of that one hour. I remember they played with the idea of getting rid yeah. of the one the one hour free. Oh yeah, and people were pissed. Oh yeah. I was like, that, it makes so much sense to allow people to do that one first free hour. Sure, yeah. Well, it encourages you to go inside. In and out, in and out, in and out. I don't want to uh, interrupt the love fest about the airport, but I do have one complaint with one of the new buildings. Have you rented a car there lately? 
Uh, no. I've had to reverse. Get out at the new, I mean, the listen, new building, the new It's like a building. maze. I, I mean, I've got to reverse four times to get out of there. <laughs> I need bigger signs or something. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. like. I will say, I passed by that area just to look at it because I thought it was really interesting. And I didn't know how to get into the building. Oh, my. Yeah, no. And then I tried to, I had to Even give back. Getting in. I had to give back a car. And I was like, I don't know how to get into this place. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the. Oh, I will agree to that. Yeah. I haven't taken the tram either to get to the. I wanted to. I was like, let me just park in the go. But the whole and reason. Out. But the whole reason you see a lot of hotels around the. I mean, a lot of airports around the country have hotels built into them, and now we have this new beautiful building, office building, yeah. that's right outside. It's because that those are all revenue generators for oh, the yeah. airport. Um, because again, the airport doesn't actually make money on the flights themselves. I will say this. I think they've done a great, a great job. That even awesome. the con- even the concessions. Like yeah. restaurants, Buddy Brews in there, right. uh, Tempanos is in there. Like that to Columbia's me, that to there. me was a huge game changer. Yes, bringing in the local the restaurants, locals, yeah. into the airport is Irish was a huge game term. I'm not sure if Irish yeah. Thirty Ones in there. Actually, I yeah, I think they I might think be. Gasparillas are in there. Chick Fil A is in Chick Fil A is in yeah. there. So no, that's they're not great. Local. There's a Starbucks also. Also, it's a Airside D. Okay, is the the new terminal yeah. site that yeah. we'll be using. It yeah. looks really. It looks very futuristic. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Uh, so we're really excited. Thank you. Congratulations, Tampa Bay International Airport, TPA. <laughs> All right. What's our runtime? <laughs> uh, are we doing good? Can we talk about 26. Oh, so close. All right. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to we scrap it. We got three it. minutes. We got three so, minutes. So it was hard to decide what the biggest international news story was going to be. Honestly, when, when, cause Enable, you know, is the one that kind of proposes the topics and then we kind of filter it down from there. And honestly, I could not decide what was the bigger international news story, uh, Russia, um, like basically, uh, reinstalling the draft in, <laughs> in, uh, in, in Russia to, um, to shore up more forces which is a huge sign of weakness in my opinion Two, the um the election by what the media will call the far right in italy um by what's her name olivia um i don't know her name uh it, it's something like olivia something um olivia pope and then god and then what's oh, the uh oh, 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 oh. and then iran and then the young girl who was killed in iran for uh i I would love to talk about Iran, her but we've had so many protests and so many people have died. Like I just don't see it happening yet. So if it, if if something does come a part of it, then it'll probably this will be the tipping point because no one wants to see a, a young girl get killed because yeah. she was wearing her hijab incorrectly. Like Jeff, that, that's a big deal. What about the queen? Oh, we talk, You well, didn't see the episode. That was two weeks ago. Oh man, girl, that's, bye. Uh, <laughs> So you didn't see, you oh didn't see my, my outfit. I was wearing pearls. I was in I'll full have to morning. Check it out. Oh my gosh! I was in full mourning. I had to put that whole mm. outfit up and everything. I had my own air conditioning because it was so hot. I thought the parade was still going on. I don't know. Georgia I Maloney. Georgia Maloney. See, when I first started hearing this name, Georgia Maloney, like go around the internet, I thought it was somebody related to the actor who's on Law and Order, um, because he's his last name's Maloney. Um, and I was like, what, what's going on with this? Who's this George Maloney? And um, George Maloney is the real deal, man. She Talk about a right, a full-blown conservative, like family issues. Uh, I mean, she's not playing the woke game. She's out to, to fight, you know, uh, you know, I mean, talk about a fighter. I mean, this lady's ready to go, I mean, throw down. 
you know, for conservative issues. And she is coming on strong. And uh, she's, as she should, she's scaring a lot of people um, about, you know, what, you know, what, where she wants to take Italy. And I think, again, I think Europe, especially after all this Russia stuff, uh, hopefully settles down. I think you're going to see Europe in general start to maybe take, take a hard right turn uh, because nothing makes uh, a country go conservative uh, quicker than, you know, being under, you know, the threat of war. Yeah. And it's it's not like Maria Le Pen in France. Like that right. one's a little bit too far, too close to like the Nazi party. <laughs> like that's just too much. Yeah. But with with her with, with the one in Italy, I think it's a it's a honestly it's a it's a breath of fresh air honestly. Well, she's just talking about preserving family values. Yeah. You know, and and preserving Italy's identity, mm-hmm. which yeah. again is something that, you know, we we hear a lot. I mean, you know, we think we are, we're having that issue here, you know, in terms of preserving, you know, what is, what is, sure. what are American principles in in and the American way and the, or the American dream. I mean, these countries that are surrounded by other countries, imagine having that influence. I mean, just, you know, coming in at all times from all from all angles. And it's a different set of immigration policies that they have that they're dealing with at least in the United States we're dealing with immigrants that are coming from the southern border that are honestly have the same faith as we do yeah. somewhat of the same beliefs and they're leaving because of just socialism falling apart and communism falling apart in those countries whereas you have in Europe it, they're coming from the continent of Africa it's a yeah. whole completely different culture completely different uh, religion sometimes and like you can see what happens with 20 years of that in, in, in France well, there's the some question, parts of Paris you cannot go to because the, it's become such a ghetto when the question becomes does she does she pull Italy out of the EU she has said that she is pro Europe and pro the EU, so I do not think okay. she will take them out. But I do think she will renegotiate the the budgets for that. Yeah, because again, I mean, the EU basically it, it has enabled you know uh, Europe's national identity for all these individual countries basically to kind of you know be just just wiped just wiped from 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 the from the whiteboard i mean it's uh it, it's uh, and i don't mean that racially i mean it's just it's yeah. but i mean you know the, a lot of these countries are struggling um because they're having to redefine and rediscover well what does it mean to be british yeah. what does it mean to be french what does it mean to be italian um because now if you can travel freely among all these countries well yeah i mean what do, what do those cultural identities look like yeah i mean jeff as the uh, token minority on the on the board how <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much better to pin that up. Oh, I, I, you could I have been a little my, more. I direct. love my intros. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a little more direct. Um, you know, I think when we really, I think everybody on this, you know, sitting up here tonight, and probably most of the people that watch it, we're from somewhere. We're Americans. Yeah, we know what we love. We know how what our we know our story. And I think when you start, you know, just because you bring an immigrant in, and I'm I'm coming back to the EU on this, I think it's it's the EU and the 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 leadership in those countries in Europe has allowed the EU to take away some of that pride. Right. And some of the, yeah. the EU is like the voice 
this is what we're doing. Yeah, the immigrant and, to me is, again, coming from a family of immigrants, yeah. I'm, I'm first generation born in the United States. Um, the immigrant's not the problem. It's when the immigrant tries to change the country that they're immigrating Correct. to, Correct. I think that that is, that is the root of the problem. And I think there's, you know, you can call it assimilation, you can call it whatever you want, but listen, in America, we love all kinds of cultural things, the right. food, uh, you know, whatever whatever it may be. And uh, I start talking with my hands and I get crazy. Um, That's the Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, I think, you know, I think at some point in time when you talk about leaders that are coming forward with their values and standing up for their country, hopefully part of the red wave and part of where this world's going is we don't forget that. And you don't have to be divisive to do it, but stand up and represent where you're from. And if you're coming, you're going somewhere respect it yeah. yeah why can't you be proud of your italianness why can't you be proud of being italian and why can't that flourish in your society yeah. it's not again i'm very proud to be an american my i am a first generation in this country we my parents made sure and my grandparents made sure that we assimilated to this country so that we were able to take full ownership of what we do and i say this all the time i get so frustrated when people say that the american dream is dead because it's not dead i'm living the american dream right, yeah, right. and a lot of us are every single day now if other people around the country that because of the policies that their governments don't allow them to do i feel that the, the american dream is just slipping from them that's your problem yeah. you voted them in lest we not forget there are stories everywhere cuban immigrants Italian immigrants, Irish immigrants that are proud of not only their heritage, but they're proud to be a United States citizen. Oh, yeah. It's all that we're talking about, mostly, in my opinion, is media driven narratives with political agenda behind it. Yep. To control, and it probably comes back to money, but you're right. The American dream is alive and well. There's so many people that love this country. And that's why hopefully you're doing this podcast. We're fighting for our country. We'll do whatever it takes. And, uh, you know, this is America, baby. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, Jeff Hawks, Good Community job. Patriots. Uh, that's community-patriots.com. Uh, and, uh, again, we've got a Pinellas chapter. There's a Hillsborough County chapter. Uh, I'm sure if you'd love to open a chapter near you, uh, both Jeff here and uh, Kim, I'm sure, would be involved in uh, helping you get that up and running. Just reach out to them again through the website, community-patriots.com. Kimberly's having a great time in the comment section because <laughs> of another comment she just made. So uh -oh. if you want to – I'm not saying it out loud so if you want to timestamp this one as well another one uh, something to do with uh, tennessee values uh, oh boy <laughs> i don't know if we want to get into those tennessee nope. values probably johnny take us home all right thank you everybody for watching we'll see you back here next monday if the studio is still here uh <laughs> <laughs> hope everybody's going to be safe and sound through hurricane and again uh, please uh make sure that you're prepared uh make plans to if you are going to be leaving um uh, make sure you follow through with those or hang back you know but uh, certainly have a plan in place to take care of yourself and those uh, that you are with uh on behalf of uh producer Anibal, jeff and i uh we hope to see you back here next monday night on the yard sign. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bam, 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 bam.